the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The quintessential slippery elm. Yeah, maybe you uh, haven't heard that term, slippery elm. Some guys I knew a long, long time ago uh, who were... claimed to be from the rocks, McKee's Rocks, used to use that term to describe people who were not to be trusted. They were, you know, slippery, and I don't see those guys anymore, but I still love the term, and I've applied it many times. I think it's a great, uh, even if it doesn't mean anything, it sounds like it does, and it fits. Uh, Nobody has ever fit the bill better than Michael Avenatti. The latest on him is that he's been accused of stealing money from the porn star that he became famous with, Stormy Daniels. There's a big story about him this month in Vanity Fair magazine. And if you thought he was a bad citizen before, where do you check out this story? It, uh, I guess you can check it out at uh, VanityFair.com. But anyway, it's uh, just a major slippery elm, this guy. But the best part is about how the liberal media slobbered all over him for several months and took him seriously. Not just as a lawyer, but as a serious presidential candidate. They made this guy a star, and boy, were they impressed with him. No one has talked tougher directly to Donald Trump on TV than Michael Avenatti. And Donald Trump is afraid to mention his name. That's fascinating. Donald Trump is terrified of Michael Avenatti. He gives Trump a run for his money more than anybody else, Michael Avenatti. An existential threat to the Trump presidency. The Democrats could learn something for you. You are messing with Trump a lot more than they are. He has no doubt created sheer panic in Donald Trump's very fragile mind. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law as guest co-host. And is he really thinking about running for president? Uh, One reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. You look at the field of Democrats right now and Avenatti's the one who stands out. If they decide they value a fighter most, people would be foolish to underestimate Michael Avenatti. I have always said that they need a fighter. Look, I mean, we're going to continue to use the media. I think we've used it with great success. You look at the field of Democrats right now, and Michael Avenatti stands out. Uh, let me know if you happen to hear any of these uh, uh, his former admirers mention that they were made to look like total idiots. Uh, and then there's this. Enough of Michael. I'm a dog guy. Uh, I've always owned at least one. I've trained them. And I do consider the, the Golden Retriever God's most perfect creature. So... I probably wouldn't want to live in a Muslim country because, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Muslims hate dogs and think they're filthy, and they're they're upfront about it. So I came across a story today at Red State, uh, redstate.com, I guess it is, about growing uh, calls from Muslims to accommodate their hatred for dogs. A story up in Vancouver, uh, some flyers were posted up there at a park, and this is what it said on the flyer, quote, Many Muslims live in this area, and uh, dogs are considered filthy in Islam. Please keep your dogs on a leash and away from the Muslims who live in this community. And then over in Spain, uh, there was a story. Two Islamic groups in the city of Lerida asked local officials to regulate the presence of dogs in public spaces so they, you know, don't offend Muslims. When no regulations were adopted, there was an epidemic dog, of dog poisonings. So here's a question. Say you lived in Yemen and you were looking to emigrate to a new country and you're a Muslim. And in researching the United States of America, you found that one in every three households has a dog and the average number of dogs in those households is 1.6. You know you hate dogs and you know you think they're filthy. Why would you move there? How about staying home or, I don't know, moving to a country where the people living there also hate dogs. But if you choose to go to a country where people not only don't hate dogs, but love them a lot and treat them as members of the family, and and in a country where they've, you know, had dogs around for 300 years and felt that way about them for the, in the, for the entire history of the country, here's an idea. 
Maybe you ought to just shut up about it. You know, try a little assimilation. That might work. You know, assimilate. You know, or, or just don't move to a country where they have these animals running around that you consider filthy and you hate. Makes no sense whatsoever. We'll be right back. I love my dog as much as I love for you. For you may think my dog will always come through. All he asks from me is the food to give him strength. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. A couple of weeks ago, we had Rocky Blyer here to talk about his work with Miracle League in Moon Township. Fields for athletes with special needs. Jim Leland, the Pirates' former manager, is also involved in that project. Jim, thanks for being here. Great to be here, John. Great to talk to you. Tell me about the Miracle League of Moon Township. It's just a great thing for these kids, and it's a wonderful opportunity for people to participate. Some people are a little less fortunate than others, and I think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face. I've seen the field that they put out in Upper St. Clair. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable. The way they construct these things, they have the ramps and everything for the kids. It takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Sewickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. Approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate, and it'll also serve adults with special needs. So it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. We'll be right back. Okay, meat lovers, Beef Jerky Outlet presents over 100 delicious ways to get your snack on. There's nothing slim about these big flavors. This is high-end quality gourmet jerky in more flavors than you've ever thought possible. From wild game to pepper and spice to sweet and savory, there's something for everyone. Flavors like honey jalapeno, Cajun barbecue beef brisket, sweet bourbon traditional, Asian sesame, teriyaki, cherry maple, and peppercorn smoked beef, just to name a few. With Father's Day coming up, this is a total no-brainer for the guy in your life. Visit BeefJerkyOutlet.com for fabulous gift ideas. Plus, check out their phenomenal selection of rubs, sauces, and marinades. Beef Jerky Outlet at Tanger Outlets in Washington and their brand new location at Grove City Outlets. Beef Jerky Outlet, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Stoggerwald Show. Check them out, beefjerkyoutlet.com. Hi, Hugh Hewitt here for PatriotMobile.com. Go and sign up today at PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh, and I'll tell you why. You can support your values with veteran-led Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company, providing reliable, indeed crystal clear nationwide coverage, the same coverage you get with AT&T, Verizon, all of them. It's very easy to switch to Patriot Mobile. You keep your same phone number, you bring your own device, or you buy a new one. You enjoy no hidden fees, no roaming fees, no liberal agenda, and Patriot Mobile more than $2 million have already been used to support your constitutional rights. Imagine what we could do with you on our side when you switch to Patriot Mobile. With unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25 a month, don't wait. Visit PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. That's PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. Join me. I've got my Patriot Mobile phone right here. Join me and stop the left switch to PatriotMobile.com today. We need you now more than ever. Visit PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it may be the tip of a very large iceberg, and it could mean big problems for some Major League Baseball teams. Major League Baseball is being investigated by the U.S. Justice Department, and it could get ugly. Will Hobson co-wrote a story about it for the Washington Post. He joins us now. Will, thanks for being here. 
No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So what is the U.S. Justice Department investigating down there? Uh, I mean, it it's, looks like um, pretty much everything uh, under the sun involving major baseball teams in Latin America. But uh, one focus, uh, we believe, is, is whether or not uh, scouts for major league baseball teams have been doing uh, under-the-table agreements with the, the smugglers who bring Cuban players out of Cuba. So, so for people who don't understand why it would require smugglers, I mean, I think most people know what the situation is in Cuba, but there are Cuban players in baseball now, so they've managed to, to, to get here. But what, what is it that this, how are the smugglers involved? And, and you write that this could also involve Major League Baseball uh, getting into bed with human smugglers. Right. So, I mean, we, we, as, uh, you know, as, a, as a matter of policy in America, we still have this embargo against Cuba. So Cubans can't just fly straight to the States and, and defect uh, to the United States. So uh, there are smugglers who make a living uh, getting these guys out, taking them to Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, Panama, uh, typically bribing you know, immigration officials in those countries to get them residency. Uh, and then they get declared free agents and then they can sign with the highest bidder. So, uh, it, you know, it's long been kind of rumored and suspected among scouts that, that certain teams and certain scouts had either connections inside these smuggling organizations or even people on the ground in Cuba helping, you know, get, get a word to the next, next big player who's thinking about defecting. And, and what the Justice Department is trying to figure out is, you know, if that is the case and if so, you know, which, which teams, which scouts have, have been involved in. Yeah, and you, you quote a former agent as saying that these players are basically hostages. So who's holding them hostage, and who, who and springs them, and how do they do it? Uh, I mean, it, basically, you know, the, the smugglers, the people yeah. who, uh, you know, who bring these guys out. There's been, um, you know, a well-publicized case with, was Yasiel Puig. Uh, mm-hmm. When he defected in 2012, uh, he was brought out by uh, boat operators who were effectively working for uh, Zetas, the, the Mexican drug syndicate. And uh, he was held in a, in a safe house in Mexico for a number of months until uh, until the Dodgers signed him. And then, you know, we don't know the exact percentage, but, you know, typically these, these smugglers, you know, whereas a, a normal MLB agent will, will charge a player 4 or 5%, you know, these smugglers we've been told are charging upwards of 30 and 40% of a player's contract, you know, in exchange for, uh, you know, for their, their safe passage out and also their families. That's, uh, there's some big money, uh, as everybody knows, Major League Baseball teams have lots of money. Uh, there's big money involved in those signings, too. We're not, we're not talking about thousands of dollars. We're talking about millions. Right. I mean, there's a player named uh, Hector Oliveira, who we believe is, is a focus of this investigation. He signed a a $62 million contract with the Dodgers in 2015. So think, think about that. I mean, uh, you know, 30 or 40% of that uh, is, you're talking about tens of millions of dollars, uh, potentially, uh, that he would have been forced to fork over to smugglers that should have rightfully been his and his family's. And, and this is in countries where people are making $12 a week. I mean, you know, $1,000 is a million dollars to them. Right. And, and, you know, the one thing we don't really have a firm grasp on right now is that the Justice Department is, is interested in, um, in lots of things involving major league baseball teams and, and how they do business in Latin America. You know, these teams have scouts in, in lots of impoverished nations, uh, where you can very easily see, you know, a, a team treating a player in a way that you just wouldn't get away with doing in the States. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so there are certain teams here that have been more active in Cuba than others and might be suspect in this case, more likely to be hearing from the law. Uh, so what we understand is that the, the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Braves have all received subpoenas, uh, and, and the nationals here, <laughs> excuse me, in DC have voluntarily turned over documents. Uh, we believe there are other teams that, that have been subpoenaed, uh, but we don't, we don't know how many and, and which teams. Um, so, and, and, and these subpoenas, we've been told, are, are quite broad, asking for everything under the sun involving Latin American scouting and recruiting operations going back a number of years. Anybody who knows anything about baseball and um, the competition there is for hot prospects and, and who knows the political situation in these countries and what's involved in getting players out, should anybody be surprised that any of this would be going on? Um, 
Well, I mean, the big question is if the Justice Department is going to find evidence of crimes occurring. I mean, this is the third, you know, since, the, since 2007, this is the third major federal investigation uh, intended to sort of root out whether or not there are major baseball team officials involved with these, these traffickers uh, or, you know, committing any other crimes around Cuban players or Latin American players. Uh, so, so, you know, one big question is, is whether or not there, this is the, this is the one probe that's ever actually going, you know, to nail somebody connected to a major baseball team with, with doing anything illicit down there. But, but you mentioned in your piece, we're talking to Will Hobson, he's national sports reporter for Washington Post. You can see the story at WashingtonPost.com. It's really an amazing, uh, story and well researched and a lot, I can tell a lot of work went into it. Um, but, uh, I'm just wondering, uh, you mentioned in your in your piece that there, there, there's talk of possibility that Major League Baseball teams are enabling organized crime in these countries. That's a big deal, and it's a, and it's against uh, U.S. law too. Right. Well, that that has more to do with the, the way that Major League Baseball rules work with regard to, to Cuban players. Um, you know, if you're a Cuban player and you defect straight to the states, you you um, you go to Mexico and you go to the American border. Uh, you will be subject to the Major League Baseball draft, and, and your your salary will be slotted. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you if you're a Cuban and you defect to Haiti, and you have somebody you know bribe a government official on your behalf to get you residency, well then you become a free agent, and then you can sign with the highest bidder. So what what the folks we've talked to who are critical of the league have said is, you know, the, these rules are basically fueling corruption in these in these countries like Mexico, the DR, and Haiti. That if you didn't make it more lucrative for these guys to go somewhere else, they would just try to come straight to America and and defect like other Cubans who defect nowadays do. Yeah. So how did the nine eleven attacks change things? Uh, in a few ways. I mean, it, before before nine eleven, uh, the feds really didn't care very much about if anyone was breaking any immigration laws to get Cuban players here. Uh, you know, after 9-11, you know, as a, as a nation, really, we really ramped up our enforcement of illegal immigration. Uh, but also, sort of unrelated to that, um, Latin American uh, drug gangs started getting interested in Cuban smuggling. It, just, it was a, a line of business they added to their catalog. Uh, and, and so, for federal law enforcement, you know, these, these kind of crimes that in the past have been viewed as sort of ticky-tack, um, now were viewed as a way to get at you know, some violent criminal organizations. And, you know, the thing that's amazing now to me, uh, interesting at least, is that, you know, th- there was a time when we were talking about thousands of dollars uh, for a player uh, to, you know, if he got a chance at the big leagues. And that, that changed the lives of people. You know, a guy familiar with people in Pittsburgh like Roberto Clemente came from Puerto Rico and came from a poor background, and he made lots of money. But the... the, the um, unimaginable amounts of money that that's out there now that's just going to attract the wrong kind of people as if you can get 20 percent of a, a 20 million dollar contract that's a pretty good payoff and be willing to take a lot of risks and you know risk jail right and so you know the, you know, what i guess the interesting thing we're looking for would be you know there, it's, it's long been rumored that you that teams have had scouts in latin america Engaged in sort of you know uh, uh, kickback deals mm-hmm. with um, with the street agents of these players, and this has emerged a few times. You had a few scouts who have been fired or banned because it turned out that they were taking kickbacks from Mexican pro leagues to to look at their players. Uh, so, I mean, what the, what the federal government is looking at is whether or not there are any scouts that have any of these kickback agreements with with these actual human smugglers, uh, and that you know that's kind of a large question looming over all of this. Well, Terry Francona is the manager of the Indians. Uh, he's a local guy. He's from Beaver County, close to here to Pittsburgh. Uh, how is his son Nick part of all this? Nick uh, used to work in the front office of the Dodgers and for the Mets, and he he believes very firmly that that there were some of his colleagues with the Dodgers were breaking the law with regard to how they dealt with Cubans and Latin American players. So in 2017, he turned over a bunch of documents to the FBI. Uh, and then he believes that 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 is what prompted this investigation. We don't we don't know that for a fact, but we do know that that the government is investigating and that they have asked to talk to some of the people uh, mentioned in those documents that that Nick turned over to the government. And uh, so he's a whistleblower in this case. Correct. 
He is he is a yeah. whistleblower, uh, and uh, and yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and they have emails uh, between him and and some of this, uh, or at least he has produced emails uh, from scouts uh, talking about some of the stuff that's going on down there. Right. I mean, the, the emails don't detail. There's, there's no smoking gun evidence in there of, of a crime occurring, uh, but it's apparent that that Nick and his colleagues strongly believe that they had they had scouts in Latin America who were doing business with with Buscones, a, a term for a, a street agent um, uh, for players in, in the DR and, and Haiti. So, um, so yeah, I think it's it's not. Nick didn't turn over, at least as far as we can tell, any smoking gun evidence of crimes. More sort of just like a tip, like you know, yeah. Look at these at these scouts, see if they if they were doing anything on the side. He put them on uh, the trail. So it, yeah, correct. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think most people know that uh, when you're talking about drugs and Mexico and Latin America. Uh, though you don't mess around with those people, and um, because drugs are big money, but this is also big money, and uh, you have a case of uh, people uh, lives being threatened. Somebody uh, who was a wife of a player who uh, was told that his her husband might come home in a box and several pieces. Right. Yeah. So we took a close look at um, uh, the last time the feds uh, went down this path. Uh, produced a, a trial of a guy named Bart Hernandez. He used to be an agent, and uh, Bart was doing business allegedly with some uh, gangsters in Mexico. One of whom uh, told the wife of the player that he, he'd run away from the safe house in Mexico for a few days. And this gangster told the wife, "You know, if, if your husband doesn't come back, when we find him, we're going to send him back to you chopped up and uh, in boxes and a couple of different pieces." <laughs> Nice, nice people they're dealing with down there. So this is this. Right. What what became known as Operation Boys of Summer is that is that what they're calling this? Uh, that, that was a prior investigation. We're oh. we're not sure what the code name of this one is. Oh, okay, but it, it's it's ongoing. Correct. And uh, uh, finishing up here with Will Hobson of uh, the Washington Post. This story, uh, Will, feels a lot like uh, one of those tip of the iceberg stories. With lots more to come, lots more under the surface, you get that same feeling. You know, we'll see. Uh, you know, I've talked to people who have described this investigation as a very big deal, and that people should be very scared, and you know, we're going to see indictments and arrests. And I've also talked to people who have described the subpoenas as sort of kitchen sink, indicating this is a fishing expedition. The, the feds are just looking, you know, acting on a pretty thin tip. So. You know, we'll, it's kind of nature of writing about active criminal investigations. You don't know where quite it's going to lead, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. And could there be, though, some nervous general managers and scouts out there right now? Uh, I'm sure there are. Uh, I'm, I'm certain that there are some lawyers for, uh, for some of these teams that are, are making a, quite a living right now in terms of charging the billable hours and all this stuff. <laughs> so they, they are lawyering up. Exactly. And, and that's, uh, that, that, I mean that's why I just this just feels like um, that's a great job you guys did and uh, I know you had all help on the story. Uh, you want to mention the names of the people that were also listed on the story um, that worked with you on this? Sure, uh, Terry Thompson and Christian Red, two freelancers, used to uh, uh, work for New York Daily News and very good investigative reporters that worked with us on this. And you're a baseball, uh, you're a, you're a sports reporter. Did you ever think you'd get involved in you know human trafficking? <laughs> You know, as the story's about. Uh, well, I, I haven't personally gotten involved in human trafficking, just to be clear. But, yeah, right, um, right. But no, I, you know, I am a journalist, or interest sports investigative reporter. I call cover, unfortunately, all type, all types of, of terrible and horrible things that go on under the umbrella of uh, you know of our professional college and amateur sports in this country. Well, you're the exact kind of guy I like to have on this show because I, I do sports, but I don't do a lot of X's and O's. I like stuff like this and. This, this is an amazing story. Great job on it, and uh, thanks for being on the show, Will. Appreciate it. No problem. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Okay. Thank you. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump announced today a $16 billion aid package for American farmers who've been impacted by tariffs the Trump administration slapped on China. We'll be taking in, over a period of time, hundreds of billions of dollars in tariffs and charges to China. And our farmers will be greatly helped. 
We want to get them back to the point where they would have had if they had a good year. Farmers can apply for direct payments for crops impacted by the tariffs, and the USDA will buy surplus products like milk and meat to distribute to food banks around the country. The Justice Department has charged WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange with receiving and publishing classified information. The charges are contained in an 18-count indictment announced today. On Wall Street, the Dow by 286 points. The Nasdaq dropped 123. This is SRN News. If credit card debt has you down, nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. Dennis Prager sees one major threat to our union. The existential threat. They love the word existential threat. But I also believe there's an existential threat. But mine is actually rational. I believe there's an existential threat to the world and especially to the United States, and that is leftism. As the United States of America will cease to exist if the left obtains power, look at Venezuela, look everywhere they touch. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Pella has done it again with a brand new series called Lifestyle. Wood windows and patio doors delivering solutions for real life. Performance redefined. Unbeatable energy efficiency, sound control, and value. Innovations like integrated blinds, shades, and security sensors. Unique solutions for every room with the best limited lifetime warranty for wood windows and patio doors. For a limited time, get 50% off installation, 12 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Hunt Associates is your resource for examining the important financial aspects for your retirement plan. Listen to our podcast radio show, Hunt for Retirement, by visiting gwhunt.com. On this week's edition of Hunt for Retirement, we discuss securing lifetime income. Text HUNT to 555-888 or visit gwhunt.com to listen to the podcast now or call 844-366-HUNT for a free copy of the book, Income Allocation and a free retirement income report. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own farmer's insurance agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. In traffic, we've got the answer. On the Parkway West, you'll see some volume on the inbound side to slow you down. Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound heavy Banksville Road to Carnegie and 79 to Campbell's Run Road. Parkway East acts of outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. Some delays inbound Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Got some delays on the Parkway North Camp Horn Road up to McAleer Road. And we see delays outbound 65 approaching the McKees Rocks Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. A shower and thunderstorm will be around the area for this evening, then clearing skies for the rest of tonight, the low 55. Tomorrow, partly sunny, a pleasant day, high 75 degrees. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 57. Saturday, more clouds than sunshine. Warmer with a shower or heavy thunderstorm around. Storms could even be severe, high 82. With the Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. 
This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, have you seen this story? The headline is Jesus criticized for lack of diversity among apostles. It comes from uh, Portland, Oregon. It says a leading New Testament scholar working at United Unity Divinity School, Unified Unity Divinity School has published a paper criticizing Jesus for a lack of diversity among the apostles. He shows in the gospel accounts the woman, Dr. Diana T. Manger, pointed out that uh, Jesus only chose Jewish males, refusing to implement diversity quotas for his group of disciples. And there's the quote, Jesus chose all Jewish, cisgendered, able-bodied males, white supremacy much? She said as she presented her paper before a group of progressive scholars who had promised not to disagree with her, it's obvious that Jesus was a nationalistic, xenophobic, hate-filled Fearmonger. Can you imagine that? It's pretty outrageous. But you know what else it is? Not real. It's from the Babylon Bee website. There are lots of outrageous stories that aren't true on there, but what makes them funny is that they could be true. Kyle Mann is the editor and chief of Babylon Bee, and he joins us now. Kyle, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, does Babylon Bee have an official mission statement? We don't have one published, no, but our basic idea is to try to uh, communicate truth through satire. So whether that's political or, you know, it's a Christian site, so we address a lot of Christian topics like that. But yeah, we try to, we try to, you know, uh, communicate some kind of truth through our humor. Well, the scary thing is, if if I saw this uh, online and it wasn't at Babylon B, the the um, the story I just read, I would yeah. th- think it's completely legitimate. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes satire is so close to. The truth, it can be hard to tell the difference. Yeah, so uh, whose idea was this uh, site? How long has it been around? It's been around for a little over three years. My friend Adam Ford founded it, and I started writing for him pretty much on the first day, and uh, I've been working on it ever since. I just became the editor-in-chief like uh, a little over a year ago. And so what is your background? I mean, um, this is this is a, it's actually in many ways, at least as far as I'm concerned, a dream job to be able to uh, <laughs> make fun of just about everything on Earth. Um, and with all the things that's happening now, especially. So was this something uh, that, were, were you headed in this direction from the beginning, or did you stumble upon this? No, I, I kind of stumbled upon it. You know, I've always enjoyed humor. I've always enjoyed satire. But I was, uh, I was like in the construction industry, and I just started writing articles for, for Adam, uh, who founded the site, and then, uh, and then I, I quickly became the head writer. So it's <laughs> something that I guess was kind of my calling, but uh, nothing that I had ever looked to do. So you're just a guy off the street. You're not a you're not a professional yep. writer. Uh, this is your first job. This is my first professional uh, full time writing job. Yeah, I like that. So, uh, and you you submitted stories to him. Uh, you came up with your own ideas and stories like the one I just read about you know things like Jesus yeah. criticized for lack of diversity. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. I mean, there's so many uh, there's so many ideas out there. Just. You know, if you read the news, like you said, it's so close to what satire is. All we have to do is give it that little tweak and exaggerate an element and something like that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that story you read became real news at some point in the future. Oh, no. I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it is all real news somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, That's true. Someone in a position of uh, authority or someone who's considered an expert has said something very much like this somewhere. I guarantee you that. <laughs> You're uh, probably right. Uh, so uh, is this, is, is Babylon B, is it meant to be a counter to the onion or did it just kind of happen that way? Yeah, we, uh, me and the, and the founder both enjoyed the onion and, and, but the onion never really makes fun of the left, at least not in, not, not in a way where they're really criticizing the core philosophy um, of what the left does. You know, they'll do a lot of more lighthearted stuff. Yeah, uh, about their own side. So there was definitely a big gap there of humor that, you know, maybe 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 we're not always conservative in our humor, but at least we understand the conservative movement and, and we're a little more sympathetic. Well, I've I've had people tell me that there's no such thing as a funny conservative, um, and <laughs> um, and I guess that would apply also to Christians because they tend to be the same thing. So did you feel a need to prove that Christians can be funny? Because there's some really funny stuff here. Yeah, we definitely feel like Christian humor tends to be really tame and won't have any sting, and it won't really try to. It won't. It, it won't ever approach the line. It won't really ever be edgy, and it's a lot of the same thing with conservative humor. Is it tends to be really cringy and not very good. 
so we definitely wanted it to bring higher quality to to both those uh, camps. Well, here's the problem. Now, obviously, you're doing this every day, so this is the problem that I would see trying to do it from a Christian um, perspective, is that many times, and I do it here on the radio, I say mean things that are that I think are funny. Some people may just think they're mean, but sometimes you don't you kind of have to be a little bit mean to be funny? Yeah, there's always going to, you know, we, we, a lot of times we have to put a little edge. We have to put a little sting in it. Um, you know, the hope is that that sting is pointed at the right direction. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to cut away a lot of the cultural traditions and trappings that we make our, like to be our own little idols and we make them to be our, our, um, you know, our, our sacred cow or whatever within Christianity or within conservatism. And so it's good to, to use satire to kind of cut those things away. I mean, obviously if the sting is targeted at something that, you know, is the wrong target, then then you're going to have a problem. Um, and we're talking to Kyle Mann. He's the editor-in-chief of Babylon B, and you should check it out. There's some really funny stuff on there uh, at BabylonB.com, B-A-B-Y-L-O-N-B-E-E.com. Um, so um, this would seem like a, a pretty good time to be writing satire. Uh, the Democrats seem to be providing lots of good material, and very often, daily, actually. Yeah, it's a good time, and it's also difficult because, you know, it, on the one hand, it almost writes itself, and on the other hand, we've got to, we have to try to make it, you know, crazy enough to to not be real. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard for us to outpace real life. That's that's the whole thing I was going to ask you about. I mean, there there there, it's hard to be funny and politically correct at the same time. And it's is it a hard line to walk when it's a Christian site? Um, yeah, I mean, it's always, you know, that's, that's a concern of ours every day is trying to, you know, humor has to have an edge. It has to surprise you a little bit. It has to be like, whoa, they went there, you know. Mm-hmm. But on the same time, at the same time, if our motives aren't right or, or, you know, the target's wrong or the angle's wrong or, you know, any one little element can be wrong and it comes off mean or it comes off cynical, you know, and that's not what we want. Well, you know, I uh, I've, I've always felt it's, it's, it's if, if you're a funny person, and someone really can put pressure on you when they tell you to be funny instead of just, like, having it happen naturally. So you have to show up at work every day, and you have to be funny. And you better have, you know, do you come to work some days and there's not enough material? And or and do you walk around, like, 24 hours a day, everything you see, you're thinking, ah, there's an angle I can, you know, I can use that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of it is, storing up ideas for later, you know, so you write something down and it, you know, it, it may not turn into an article for, th- for three years, but it's something that that's just banging around in your head, you know? Yeah. yeah. I and mean, some days I sit at the keyboard and I just bash my head into the keyboard hoping, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your, your, your forehead <laughs> you know, is bleeding. Be funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the, here's, here's one I like here. Uh, I, I pulled a couple off here, um, off the site. Uh, and man, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Man identifies as woman just long enough to voice valid opinion on abortion. That is a brilliant combination of two <laughs> ridiculous um, premises. And but uh, you know, abortion is not something that's you know there's not a lot of humor in that. But you came up, you were able to come up with some. Is that your piece? Uh, I wrote the piece. I think it was somebody else's headline. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a great headline. Uh, unfor- it says. Um, Local man Eric Spoiler attempted to voice his opinion on abortion to a co-worker on Thursday. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was informed that since he is a man, he does not get to have an opinion on killing babies. So Spoiler came up with a brilliant solution. He identified as a woman just long enough to voice his opinion on abortion, then reverted his gender identity back to male after he had said his piece. I mean, see, here's the thing. Again, that's real, I think it's really funny, uh, Kyle, but it's also it actually makes sense. I mean, you 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 could yeah. go in and say that to your coworker and make a some some kind of a comment on abortion. She can get mad. You could go out and come back in five minutes later and say, you know, I just want to let you know, I'm now. You can call me Susie. I've just I've I've decided to identify as a woman. <laughs> you know, it's because it's, it's the absurdity that's out there. It's just it's sometimes it's just easy pickings, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, something like that. It's an obvious inconsistency yeah. when, you know, the, the left that had said that gender, you know, gender doesn't matter and it's just a, 
social construct and you can change it at any time and then they'll use it in another way and say well if you're a man then you know you don't get an opinion now um I, I see you came across an Alexandria, I call her uh, overrated Corset, Cortez comic book. What can you tell us about the, uh, that, uh, that comic book? My favorite, well, one of my favorites was her, uh, she's a superhero, and she's talking about atomic farts. I think that she's co- combating them. That's pretty good. I was actually yeah, offended by it, but I also thought it was funny. <laughs> that's her highbrow humor. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's, uh, <laughs> the, you know, she actually got a comic book published about her. That was like the re- really bad, and and uh, you know it was, it was trying to make her look like a superhero. So we we did a parody. So wait a minute, and, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you mean there actually was or is a comic book about her? Yeah, yeah. Google it. There's a there's an Alexandria Ocasio Cortez um, comic book that Ugh. came out, and so on on the day it released, we released our version, which. Yeah, I like that yours. Uh, but uh, so so you're telling me that that, that I, I knew the media were just absolutely going so far overboard on their um, adoration of this person who's a completely clueless she's just totally clueless but they somebody came up with a comic book and was serious about it yeah it, it's really bad the art is no good and it, it, it it's horrible so uh, our version actually ended up being uh, being better and <laughs> we put more effort into it than they did is there any subject you uh, you know, like you go out of your way to say, we're not going to find any humor in this, no matter how easy it might be, no matter how low the fruit is hanging. This is one thing we will not get involved in. No, I mean, I think that's the problem with comedy a lot nowadays is that there are topics that you're not allowed to approach from a certain angle you're not allowed to touch. And, you know, we, we think comedy needs to be free. I mean, obviously, as an editor, I've got to look at things and say, is this piece worth it you know and there, there are there are topics that are harder to handle there are topics you have to handle with you know a greater degree of care um but yeah there's nothing that we that we just say is off limits or we won't touch um and are you the final word and what shows up on the website i mean it's it's or do you have yeah. someone uh, censoring you if that's the right word no and it's actually difficult because i'm the, i'm the i'm the editor so i i pick what goes on the side and I, i've got the final say but I write a large chunk of the content too, so I've almost got to switch hats and write something, and then go, you know, and then put on the editor hat and look at it and say, "Is this something that we want to publish?" Yeah. So it's hard to edit yourself, but uh, but I try to. Well, do. I've gotten in trouble for some columns I've written, and you know, people saying that I should be fired because of some things <laughs> I've written. You know, not a lot, but it's happened a couple of times. Um, and my response always is, "Hey, you can't fire me. Fire the editor." Because he's the one who he read it and he said it was okay for the paper. You can't fire me because he put it in the paper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's what I want. That's how I want the people that write for us to feel. You know, I want them to feel like they have free reign to do whatever they want, and the buck stops with me in terms of responsibility for publishing something that goes too far. Now, here's the big question: How often do you get complaints from outraged readers who think the stories are real? Uh, it, it has to happen a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't believe, you know, just about every piece that we publish, you know, get somebody who emails us and asks, like, you know, they'll ask for our source on something. Or yeah. How could you, you say know, Jesus was, or... a ho- uh, was xenophobic? <laughs> yeah, that one got, I mean, that one got a lot of people that were thinking it was real because it is so close. So, yeah, no, we get it. We get it every day. And there are people out there which kind of which who are just waiting to be offended. You know that, and that's one of the reasons why this works, right? Oh yeah, I mean, there's people that are going to be offended about any topic, and any topic you write about, it's somebody's sacred cow. You know, so whatever you write about, that's somebody's. That's their hot button issue, and and uh, they're going to get offended no matter what. So we don't worry about them. Have you had any complaints from uh, serious serious complaints from uh, religious affiliations? Um, no, not really. I mean, sometimes we'll write about a, a personality and, you know, someone from their church will email and say that they, they don't appreciate it. But uh, for the most part, it's it, not really. Well, I, I, I hope you send a, a letter to the Democratic Committee and tell them that, uh, thank them for giving you these 23 people who are running for president, because for a guy who's looking for material <laughs> every day, they are doing you a favor. Yeah, yeah, we, we even did a piece where we had all of them, all the Democratic candidates, piling out of a little clown car. 
Hey, I, it's, the stuff is great, uh, Kyle. Really appreciate you being on. It's the uh, it's babylonb.com. Check it out. Some really funny stuff on there. Thanks, Kyle, and keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. All right. That's Kyle Mann, and we'll be right back. Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsruspittsburgh.com. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original Mattress Factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks. That's the beauty of it. Whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you know, now I have a big problem because I just uh, had the guy on from Babylon B, and uh, he writes the satire and the stories uh, that are on the, on there look like they could be real. So now when I have a story, you're going to wonder, especially following that segment, if you were listening, you're going to think I'm making this up and that it's actually from the Babylon Bee, but it's not. This is Washington, the state of Washington, becomes the first state ever to allow, are you ready, human composting. 
Governor Jay Inslee, he's a Democrat, of course, signed a bill into law on Tuesday, allows the composting of human bodies as an alternative to burials and cremation. So a family member dies, and instead of having a funeral or you know having a burial or a cremation, I guess you take them out to the garden and, you know, I don't know what you do. But here's what it says here. Uh, licensed facilities in the state. This is not, this is not Babylon B. Licensed facilities in the state will offer a, quote, natural organic reduction. The body is mixed with substances like wood chips into about two wheelbarrows worth of soil in a span of several weeks. Loved ones are allowed to keep the soil to spread just as they might spread the ashes of someone who has been cremated or even use it, are you ready, to plant vegetables or a tree. Again, this is not (laughs) Babylon B. It gives meaning and use to what happens to our bodies after death, said Nora Mankin. I, this could be this could be right from the Babylon Bee. It's a perfect story for after that segment. It gives meaning and use to what happens to our bodies after death, said Nora Mankin, executive director of the Seattle-based People's Memorial Association, which helps people plan for funerals. But uh, once again, the body is mixed with substances like wood chips into about two wheelbarrows worth of soil, In a span of several weeks. So you have the body around in a wheelbarrow for a few weeks. And then loved ones are allowed to keep the soil to spread just as they might spread the ashes of someone who's been cremated. So grandma's out there in a wheelbarrow. And you tell the grandkids, hey, grandma's out there. Let's let's put her in the tomato. (laughs) You know, let's let's uh, spread them there. Spread her out there with the tomato plants. And then we'll eat the tomatoes. And it's just great. And we'll always know that grandma is right in there mixed with the soil. Again, I am not, not making this up. It's true, and it's a Democrat who came up, who who helped pass the law. Does that surprise you? It shouldn't. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.